0: How are you doing, folks? Thank you for joining me for another Perpetual Outsider podcast. Uh, John Ben is back in the mic again. God, that sounds like a really bad rap, doesn't it? Um, Today, we are looking at uh, another science fiction classic, which was Space 1999. And out of a hat, I've just selected uh, an episode from season two called The Exiles, which I haven't seen since... um, it was originally well no, since it was repeated, I think, in the late 90s or early noughties. So I'm um, yeah, kind of going into this one blind. So I'd be interested to see um what it's all about and uh if I can remember anything from uh, from that repeat. Uh, just a quick reminder, I am on uh, the buymeacoffee.com website um forward slash John Bensalia. Um they really should call it um uh, John's Food Bill. Uh, actually, rather than uh, buy me a coffee, buy me some food because, um, family of four, there's a lots of, lot of mouths to feed. <laughs> so, yes, um, I'm, I'm on buymeacoffee.com forward slash John Bensalia. So, uh, enough of this food banter. Let us get right on and count us down in five, four, three, two, one. Let's give us a try. I've gotta say I love this theme music. I think it's heresy, but I actually prefer um Derek Wal- Derek Wadsworth's theme to um Barry Gray's original one. It's just got more zip and pace. And it just meshes better with the titles, I think, which is just more kind of action-based. that's what I really remember. They look very, very cross, don't they? <laughs> Ba, 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 ba. So even Catherine Shaw looks angry. You, know, you need a crew so to cheer her up, I think. So this is this episode is called The Exiles, and it was uh, um, it was broadcast in uh, on ITV September the eleventh, nineteen seventy six. Uh, day after my second birthday. So I would have been too young to uh, catch it this, uh, the uh, when it first went out all those years ago. There are no in the medical section. So uh, there's Barbara Bain. And the universe about us is incredibly peaceful. Incredibly peaceful. Oh, don't say that. Please don't. That is just you know it, it's you know Helena Russell is just begging for trouble here because um, something bad is going to happen. And sure enough, there's uh, there's a klaxon going. So from what I remember of the episode, I think it's about um, the Space 1999 crew discovering um, these, you know, well, literally the eponymous exiles, which one of them is played by Peter Duncan and the other by Stacey Dawning. They're kind of um, they're a little bit, it's a little bit like that um, that Star Trek episode, Charlie X, where they kind of take on these, you know, these apparently innocent youngsters. Uh, in this case, it's two of them, um, but they're actually—they're um, not the full shilling. They're actually—they're uh, not quite as harmless as they as they look. Let's so see what we got on the crew. We've got, with no more Prentice Hancock. Outrageous! Um, yes, we've got uh, Tony Anholt there just back. There's Tony Videshi, uh, Martin Landau, of course, and Barbara Bain returning as John and Helena. Uh, Nick Tate, also returning, yeah. is Alan yeah. Carter, yeah. Zinia Merton, yeah. as Sandra. The and this uh, season also introduces uh, Catherine Chael as the shape-changing Maya. Maya? I don't know. Maya, Maya. I don't know. Long time since I've seen it. Um, one thing that Space 1999 has in its favour is a great model work budget, and it looks great. There are too many I think this was—I um, think it was Martin Bauer. I think he did the model work for this. It, it, it looks superb, actually. Really good. They're pulling away. No, they're locking into orbit around the Moon Command. Anything on Armament? Still insufficient
1: data. This is classic,
0: you know. Like... This is classic sci-fi kind of fodder, isn't it? You know, these uh, these unidentified flying objects in space, you know, which could uh, which could pose a threat, could not pose a threat, you know. Um, and of course, because they're they're coming for Alpha, you know, the, the whole Alpha base just um, goes on red alert in a minute. The Exiles. That's a bit of a long prologue, isn't it? Yeah, Derek Wadsworth's music is very kind of sort of frog rocky slash jazz funk, isn't it? You know, which was the uh, which was the trend of the time, and it is, it is a product very much of its time. Space nineteen ninety nine. All the other eagles clear the area. Okay, right. What are they going to sing this time? Hotel California? New kid into. I suppose there are new kids in town for this. Yeah, the, the model work is superb. I mean, and it all looks very high budget. But it was um, it was competing against, um, of course, the BBC. You know, I mean, this time, it, you know, the BBC were in full flow with their, um, uh, their uh, scheduling. You know, because they had uh, Doctor Who, of course. They had Generation Game, uh, Duchess of Duke Street, Two Ronnies. So um, it was up against some pretty, you know, pretty stiff competition, I think. So, of course, you know, of course it could really um, hold out against it. Oh, off they go. Even though it's very big budget, I mean, you know, I mean, the, the spacewalking scene actually looks pretty good. And of course, it's all shot on film, which uh, gives it that extra kind of gloss, doesn't it? But maybe it's because maybe they do take it a little bit too seriously. Maybe that's kind of why why it didn't really kind of, it couldn't really kind of win against Doctor Who, I suppose, because it you know so far it is all terribly home faced and serious, and you know you haven't got Tom Baker with his brand of quirky humour there. But it looks good I mean it, you know visually I mean it's it's actually pretty impressive so far, considering you know this is now what uh got forty six years old by my shaky maths. I think this this was actually filmed earlier in the year I think about February February time the notes say it was about February the seventeenth so uh yeah Bringing one down? Oh, I would. I wouldn't do that. You know, anything like that is is full of bad news. Now, season two of Space Nineteen Ninety Nine. It's it's a little bit. I suppose it's probably more action based than horror because season one does contain some great horror classics. Um, if memory served me well. You've got, um, of course, Dragon's Domain, which is one of the, uh, the all-time essential ones. Uh, you've got another one where Ian McShane kind of turns into sort of... He's like a burning man or something. He's he's literally a man that can, you know, burn with just one look, pretty much. And, of course, you've got the end of um, the Brian Blessed one, Death Other Dominion, where he just literally decomposes on the spot when he goes... Uh, out of space and out, you know, out into space and leaves his home planet. But if I remember, I think the ending of this is uh, one of the characters gets uh, quite a nasty end. Quite similar to the uh, the Brian Blesser character, from what I remember. But uh, I don't know, maybe my memory's cheating me. But we'll see, we'll see anyway. Great funky music there, and again, great model work. I mean, all it's all all holding up very well if only they could smile a little bit more here they come so they they brought something back but just what is it have they brought back meteorites uh moondust hi-fi car i don't know apprentice Hancock, maybe maybe he's Maybe they brought him back. Tell us we'll All right, let's go. That's a that's a very good underground scene. You know, I like I like the way the danger signs are like kind of embedded into the rocks. Ooh, what's inside? They, they just wheeled on um, you know, this great big uh, container, this orange container, which they're just about to open, or or check at least, anyway. Theoretical possibilities about the construction technique, but nothing of any practical value in terms of piercing it. Uh-huh. without opening it up, there's still no data about the chemical complex, or bacteriological dangers. We'll have to go online. That's never a good idea going in blind. Oh. (laughs) Come on, someone. Crack a smile. You know. But well, I suppose you know you do, on in space nineteen ninety nine. You, you do get a kind of feeling that you know they actually have lives outside the work they do. You know you kind of have re- relaxation quarters and uh, you know sort of downtime and all, all of that stuff. I think there's one where I think I remember seeing one episode where um, somebody plays a guitar. I've got a feeling that actually might be Prince Hancock who plays the guitar. You know just as a you know bit of relaxation. So, you do, you, there is that feeling that they actually kind of, you know, just have lives to live and, you know, um, just ordinary um down, downtime outside of all these um, dramatic shenanigans. Oh, if there's a human or a humanoid in that, isn't it going to like cut through them if they're using a laser on them? Uh probably not a very good idea. And if it's um something valuable or fragile then they've uh, they've almost certainly damaged it. Don't give this lot jobs at post offices, please. Ooh. Creepy music have you not thought of that when you cracked open the laser But it could be a detonation device no radiation increase no bacteriological change no pressure variation yeah the Catherine Shale character of course Maya she's, um, she's what they call a shapeshifter, and that she can turn into pretty much a, you know any, anything you can think of you know any, you know any sort of animal that you can think of just to um, fit in with the scenery and defeat baddies which is, which is a pretty useful skill to have actually I mean, say that you were robbing a back, you know, you could just uh, turn into a lion or a tiger or, you know, and just um, or an elephant, actually, and then just kind of go and bash against the safe. Not that I'm advocating that sort of thing, of course, but... Commander? Oh. Mm, Something with a very dodgy tash. I think that is Frank Mayer, Frank Marr. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Um, I think I recognise him from the the Blake Seven Seat Locate Destroy episode. He he's um he's also a fighter ranger. Oh dear. Somebody with a snowy face. I think it's Peter Duncan with a snowy face. Obviously he didn't come didn't arrive with clothes. Yeah, Frank Mayer. I think he's in. Um, yeah, I think that was Frank Mayer. He's um, he's the stunt ranger for Blake Seven, and he also uh, gets a cameo in uh, Seat Locate. as one of the Federation guards. So what is he de- I think I think they're trying to revive him or something. He's alive because obviously no Oh he's alive. Oh thank you, Helena. Helena. Awesome. Helena. Like when nitrogen injected in the container should have frozen him to death. He was already in a state of deep freeze before we injected into the container. Cryobiology. The application of freezing techniques to living tissue. So I think this guy who's trying to revive me I think that's Anton Firris. You still do assess the effect of the explosion. Oh. Who plays uh, Dr. Matthias. I want you to bring another one of those containers down. Prepare transport or even for launching. This is really weird. I mean, what at the time You're was, the the know, you know, you know, the winner far go. future what? is now ancient history, pretty don't much. I mean, 1999 did not look like this, I've got to so say. It was um yeah just a, a real letdown. <laughs> Certainly no jumpsuits, maybe a few flares, but um yeah it wasn't quite as uh, futuristic as it made out to be. I mean these days, I mean it's like looking ahead to like um you know the year twenty four hundred or something, and uh, you know thinking that you know we, we will have um progressed a little bit more, but uh, of course it. Doesn't work that. Doesn't work like that. I'm afraid. Oh. We have normal respiration. I think I think uh, the doctor's done it. There you go, Pete. You can still go on Duncan days. And um, for those who don't know, Peter Duncan was. Um, he was probably most famous for being on Blue Peter in uh, the early 80s. And he also did an, another series called Duncan Dares, where he'd do, like, kind of death-defying stunts, um, which will probably make Elf and Safety these days go absolutely, um, you know, apeshit, really. And I think, I've got a feeling he was, he was in the Flash Gordon movie as well. But um, unfortunately for for Duncan, they actually had to overdub his voice with an American uh, American voice to kind of sound See it more. My people. Yeah, that's so obviously dubbed, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that must be pretty pretty gutsy. You know, you go in there, you wrap your heart out, and then you get the the production team gets some other guy to actually re record your voice. I mean, God. I'm not sure whether they do the same for a Stacy Dawning character. I'm not sure. How do we open those containers? They're not constructed to withstand the gravitational forces. If they're left in orbit, they'll shatter. How do we open them without blowing them apart? To relieve internal pressure. Good, good, spooky music there in the background from uh, from Waterworld. It is, it is quite a well worn cliche, but you know, for, for whatever for whatever reason, I think you know, in science fiction, it just seems to be such a popular trope. You know, accepting these um, these innocent looking aliens at face value. I mean, they you know, they seem to do that all the time. You know, Star Trek they used to do that quite a lot so they've got another one I think it's um I think it's um Peter Duncan's wife I think Peter Duncan's character is, is called I don't know if he's a good footballer you know you are can God oh, come on Cantar! take cancer cancer take much more of this yes that was a terrible yeah there's there's stacy dawning's character who is apparently called zover canter and zover zover so these these are the um these are the so-called exiles of this uh, of this episode, and apparently they're kind of uh, you know they they're they're a lot older than they look, Family which which is another classic sci-fi cliche. You know these uh, um, everything from like Doctor Who, the Blake Seven. You know these kind of age-old aliens or beings, um, and you know they sort of have to have to sustain their life force. No, we were cast out, exiled. It was an internal struggle helpless yeah helpless. you really believe that believe that you believe anything oh stacy's having the same medical treatment yeah stacy dawning I, I think she was in um i've got a feeling she was in a comedy called keep it in the Street. family which was quite popular in the late 70s early 80s and she's done other you know i sort of guess things like a run one and uh I think she was in a Miss marple I think she's in the, uh, in the so pocket full of ribbons. So yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if this has got quite as much pace as a Doctor Who story. Well, will those it is. It is quite talky so far. It, you know. Um, oh, right. Um, Can you stand by? Peter Duncan is now in some horrible yellow and orange outfit, which looks he looks like he's auditioning for the local circus. We can't even permit any new births here on Alpha. We can barely sustain the people we have. No new births on Alpha? Blimey. We can give you a choice. Silver and myself. We can use our skills to increase your recycling capacity. Oh, to... uh, another cliche. Yeah, we can use our skills to help you, blah, blah, blah. But of course, uh, that's all that's a lie, isn't I it? Am. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. It's quite, you know, it's quite a slow burner, I've found so far. I mean, this. I'm not sure if this. When it when it was actually shown, I think they, um, they used to come kind of very the times in the ITV regions, you know. Um, back in the day, you know, you get like. Um, uh, Thames Television, London Weekend Television, of course, would have been you know not Thames. Um, A T V, uh, HTV, Southern. So these episodes would have been going out at different times because they had different schedules. So I'm not sure if they were if this was going out opposite the uh, the Maskerman Drag Row, which was the Doctor Who story at the time, which was being broadcast. So um Ratings-wise, I think the Mask Man problems. drag row was actually doing pretty well. I think it was getting, you know, like, um, if not 10 million viewers, certainly in the, uh, you know, 8 or 9 million viewers, I think. When I was an astronaut cadet, I was on a resupply mission to a Venus space station. As we were preparing to dock, a computer diagnosis informed us that 14 of the scientists up there were sick. Yeah, it's it's well active. Um... Martin, Martin Landau I mean, is very good and you know, so is Barbara Bain, but and um, you know, they you know, they give the right kind of gravitas to their characters. But so far it's very kind of couldn't um, bring that disease back to Earth. You know, there's there's not even the right humour of Blake Seven, which I talked about yesterday. Um in the Space Board podcast. But this is just very, very serious. something, something our senses can't detect. My concern is with the survival of the space. Survival? Is survival all-important? What sort of society is it that abandons 50 innocent beings? We're concerned about our own survival, of course, John, but what Price. Of course, John, uh, played by Martin Aller, He's he's on the side of caution, while uh, Helena is um, she's actually being a, a little bit swayed by the uh, the Exiles Claim that they can actually um, help them increase, you know, the uh, the population of Alpha. Commander, have Cantor come to my quarters immediately. Thank you, John. Not thank me yet. So what's he going to do? What, is is John going to like uh, make a bargain with Cantor or something? Hey, Doctor Russell. Oh. Oh okay. Right. He, no, he just sat him on the spot, as you do. Canter you do something about that? Let's them Yeah, it's a shame Tom Baker wasn't in this because now, in the Masterman Drag Dragon there's a great joke you can't count count. So you should, you should have said you can't count canter. Yeah, not, I know the, these people can't be trusted, but wasn't it a bit much just zapping him like that? I mean, God, wouldn't like to go around to the, you know, John Coney's for tea, you know. You know, be zapped as soon as he set foot in the door. Oh, uh, yeah. Of course, he's not stunned, is he? Of course, he's awake, he's pretending giving a uh, an evil an evil look to uh, zola Ooh, I think that would have been an ad break yes yeah, it's, it's a little bit star trekky with um, you know the like it's, it's it's kind of like the equivalent of captain's log isn't it this bit are all okay all right <laughs> were just bikini shots. <laughs> As I said, it was you know, you know relaxing before, but um, yeah,'m I'm, I'm sure these days there'd be lots of uh, um, angry youngsters thinking that that was a little bit too sexist to see all these bikini girls just chilling out. To be able to change your hair colour at will the color of your eyes <laughs> to match your dress. Take off a few pounds here. At an inch there. take off a few pounds god this is <laughs> this is getting worse <laughs> so we've not only got sexism we've got you know fatties on as well god this is yes very much a product of its time here Are you quite sure about, about the mm-hmm. what's she done there oh, oh my is about to change into um, the Barbara Bain character, so Anna two Helenas. All right. Which is it? Yeah, what's all that about? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there with um, you know, sort of uh, some sort of kinky role play or something between John and. Helena Remay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why um Helena just made it like a she made a bust of herself, you know, one of those, you know, like like they do with like the Roman the Roman heads or whatever. So I'm, I'm not really quite sure why she made that for um for John, but uh, it it wasn't wasn't that great anyway. Yeah, so the, the, I suppose this is the downtime. This is this is a bit of a more of a, what you call a lighter moment, I suppose. You know something? I take back everything nice I've ever said about you, including the fact that you're a man of perception. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, he can tell the difference. Yeah, oh, he's in on it. Yes, on. Right, well, at least you got a, you know, a quick snog from him there, okay? Like you do? I'm not sure if that was in the job description or not. Yeah, that is a that is a terrible likeness. I mean, God, those eyes apart from anything. God. Looks more like Barry Manilow, that. You know, that bust? Very strange. Oh, what's going on here? Oh, I think those uh, those pesky exiles are up to something. They're um, transmitting some sort of signal, and uh, there's blue lights everywhere, and um, Helen is, like, putting her hands to her. Oh, just blown up. That's what you get for taking your eye off the ball and going on about, you know, busts and... Uh, and Helena Doubles, what's going on, fire? Oh I see, it's holding up a bit now. Yep, move the polystyrene. Oh, what's happened to this guy? Has he like, got his leg trapped beneath a concrete slab or something? That was good. that was great polystyrene acting actually by Tony Anholt there. Uh, Because a real trick is to actually make a polystyrene block actually make it look genuinely heavy, which he actually did. So that was was pretty good. What are these guys doing? Oh, they haven't dubbed um, Stacey Dorney's voice. That sounds like a real voice. voice. When the time comes, I'll talk to the commander. I mean, was Peter Duncan's original soundtrack that bad? I don't know. It that sound, it doesn't bother your ears. Okay, well, place and take that. That'll bother their ears. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maya is just conveniently turning to what looks like a gorilla um oh, to help lift the uh, the polystyrene block sorry i mean the uh, the heavy block <laughs> Well, I, I say gorilla i mean it, it didn't really look like a gorilla i mean to say it just sort of looked like a commander we have another it kind of looked a bit like the um the guy from the chase who hadn't had a shave in like uh, 10000 years I suppose in the possible in this programme. So, what are they actually doing here? They're... I think they're trying to work on the life support systems or something, aren't they? But it's just giving everyone a massive headache. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Helena doesn't like that. Yeah, somehow I don't think they're actually... Uh... They're actually for real. <laughs> oh, okay, they're on the loose. I think. God, what babies though, they, these two? He just looked like um, Mr. Scott from Star Trek. That guy with the gun. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they must have been in you know, like early 20s, but, you oh know, God, they must be. Uh, if they ever watch this now, they must be very <laughs> <really> unhappy. <laughs> what did he do? Did he just do, like, Venusian karate or something on that guy? He did some sort of aikido on um, Mr. Scott. Oh! so we've done the same thing to Helena and she's now unconscious so there's a very valuable lesson to be learned here and that is don't trust random, <laughs> random kids from space otherwise you know you end up uh, with hell going you know everything going to hell in the handbasket uh oh go on Maya turn into something what's she going to turn into oh panther there you go <laughs> What's what's Mike gonna do? Eat them? (laughs) Just frighten them to death. (laughs) Uh, Maybe shoot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that worked. Yeah. Why didn't you kind of think of that before? God, even that's giving me a headache. I hope it's not giving you ever. It seems pesky, uh, pesky exiles' fault. They're going, they're going mad with their awful noise and their blue light here. God, I found it. Hard to talk actually. God, this noise. Oh, Peter Duncan looking very smug. Apologies for this noise, folks. Are they they fading away or something? Oh, 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 they've gone. I mean, have they gone for good or have they uh, transported to somewhere else in the base? If they are, then um, they're in trouble. Alright, oh, where are we going now? That is some seriously funky music. <laughs> What's that? are they going to a disco or something? Yeah, they're obviously going to another planet. Oh, maybe I just left them alone. His sounds, yes. A puny weapon against us. Who's <laughs> it <has> <laughs> this guy? He's like he's Ming like the Merciless. Oh, but, I, I just I just love that sort of so dialogue when they say your so puny weapons cannot harm us. Yeah, the pace is picking up a little bit actually now. I, I know it was a little bit of a slow burn at first, but now now they're um, now they're running amok. Everything is um pace has picked up a bit. This is, this is actually quite enjoyable. See, when um, when I when I, um, when I started doing reviews, I mean, you know, I kind of you know Yo, picked Doctor Who and Blake Seven because they they were the ones I was You're most like familiar with. Um, but I didn't really... I don't really know so much about Space 1999, but I am tempted to, um, you know, sort of like go, you know, going through these episodes, you know, one by one. I, I, I just picked a random one today. But, uh, yeah, I look forward to going through some more, I think, in the future. Let us <laughs> speak. Yes. It amuses us. It's clear to see why we're exiled. Yeah, didn't you. Oh. What's that? God, it stars in their eyes. Tonight, Matthew, I am going to be what looks like an old lady in a fur coat. No. I have come as you wished, Captain. Uh Yeah, I can't, I can't the life me, work out what that is. It looks like, um, Ragnar. I want Ragnar. Ragnar looks like Edith dead. Piaf dressed as a giant oh. centipede or something. I don't know. Chief Counselor Golos. Oh, here we go. So, we're There's on the planet Golos, and that is the Chief Counselor, Morella. Redna died over 300 years ago. Oh, see, here you go, 300 years. What's 300 years between friends? Of course. Time on golos has continued while we floated. Margaret Inglis plays Morella. I don't In know, ne- time, never heard of her before. You were cast out for crimes against our people. Of destruction. Are these your allies? Were his prisoners? <laughs> <laughs> Two of you can't hope to hold all ransom forever. I mean, this is this is pretty bog standard B movie stuff, but it's I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it actually. You don't think Commander Conning will let you? Zover will make sure he does. Oh, uh, here we go, disco time again. So what are they like transporting away from Golos back to back to the out the the base? I, you know, I keep thinking that John Travolta's going to show up with his you know like you know satin suit and flares mm-hmm. and you know he's, he's going to do like a disco dance. Oh. Are they yeah, I think they're back on but ba- no. Zover is back on base. Commander Kenning. I think we should talk. Oh god, that awful Simulator. bust. And we return Helena Russell and Tony Yeah, whoever modelled that, um Yeah, it was a little bit. Can I give him your answer? Your answer means that a whole planet is sleep. It's it's not the best likeness. Um, never mind. You forget we have Doctor Russell. Ah, right. So she's uh, she's about to blackmail. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! That's that's pretty grim, isn't it? <laughs> oh god! Psycho. She's, yeah, Zoe's digging her fingernails into um, the sculpture of Eleanor and uh, the real Eleanor is screaming. God, that's pretty grim. (laughs) Oh, dear. Nice bit of horror. But a good, you know, great blackmail. uh, Great blackmail technique. Oh, this this has stepped up a gear, isn't it? systems and are now tuned to my mental processes but that bust is ruined I forever can destroy now. Them by simple concentration and you would if you give me cause we will recover the remaining containers begin preparations now yes come up. So he's base. So John is basically giving in to Zoga's so demands, and he's now going to uh, get the uh, the other capsules back. I think you know there are various other capsules that are out there. Attempt to transfer fifty more people would inevitably destroy Yes, sir. I'm sure he's got a cunning plan there, isn't he? yeah you've ruined that bus now nice one so i think I think that the uh, I think that spaceship was called the eagle which is you know it's, it's another great model shot i mean this this is all looks really good I mean considering um uh, Star wars you know that this beget- Star wars began shooting in the same year. I'm not sure quite well. I've got a feeling about March, so probably not long after this. So this was all before, um, you know, that Star Wars kind of stole the show with their big budget, you know, models and visuals. So this was before, you know, it was, uh, it was competing. And it, it still holds up pretty well. Yeah, the music's great Tell, <laughs> Tell the people we are the new rulers of Golas. Yeah, go on. Go on, Pia. <laughs> or I will destroy the main life man. Send to be Pia. The what? Main life man? What? Oh, she's this doing a so pep like so right, via the High Ministry in the Ark in Space. Or oh, I suppose it's a bit like via the, the, the beating Genesis of the Daleks when Davos, um, the Doctor orders the, um, the Daleks to be destroyed. Davos kind of reluctantly complies over the intercom. Is she going to do the same? You know, is um, somebody going to interfere here? gonna be the plan here I wonder I'm sure Myra and Jonathan are gonna do something about these these wretched exiles I'm sure they are we have no PP after it's not oh dear. right there you go oh isn't it handbags at door, she's just scratched, into Duncan. <laughs> Later, you'll suffer for this. Oh, wow, that's technology for you. He can actually see what's going on in his hand. I mean, I've, I've heard of, you know, reading your palm and telling, you, telling your fortune, but that's taking it a little bit too far. It's a useful gizmo, you know, you've got a, like a video screen in your hand. John's gonna do something. Uh oh. What's he done? Oh, oh dear. He's just pushed pushed Zover out. There you go. <laughs> I think somehow, um, I think I think their plan's coming a bit unstuck. Nice music. Very funny. You gone from disco to you know like Genesis. Oh, you shot the uh center PPF. I'm young. I was young when Ragnar was alive and I'm still young. Time is running out, Pagner. Nothing's changed. Oh no, he's not young actually. No, he's Oh, they they're gonna do a great aging sequence. Brilliant. She did. She scratched his protective membrane. Right, okay. You're no longer young, Kander. You're aging. Every second. Oh, what's up with his nails? Years. What's all that about? <laughs> <laughs> He's now looking like a very old Barry Gibb. <laughs> I suppose it's in keeping with the um, a kind of a disco music, I guess. Yeah, why has he got weird nails? Yeah, I can't see that fashion taking off. Oh, uh, I don't think he's. Peter Duncan is long for this ball. Oh. Oh, this is, this is great. You can't beat a good aging sequence. You're mind falling down. Yeah, you will never be able to perform You're on Duncan Dares when you look like an old git. Oh, dear. Oh, God, yeah, he's literally some wizened old husk now. Walking corpse. Oh. Oh, good makeup, actually. Oh, dear. Uh, I'm, I'm sure this kind of, a. Al- am sure this probably alarmed a few kids, you know, these sort of aged to death sequences oh dear at least he I I don't think he does decompose like Brian Blessed does he just gets very very old oh dear there you go settle down for a nice cup of warm milk that'll make you better Mm, do we not do we not get to see a skeleton or anything No, Centre PF's just gonna step thank on him. You. <laughs> <laughs> mm. and thank you. Mm. You yeah, right, Now get you a cleaner in some clean that mess up. What happened? I'll tell you when we get back to Alpha. Oh come on, tell us now, Helena for God's sake. Can you help us get back to Alpha? We have heated some disco music. That, that was that was good. You know, I, I like the ending. That, that was uh, you know good, a good dramatic ending to the uh, to the episode. Actually, Activate. I still say they should have more kind of like aged to death um, sequences in modern day sci-fi TV. Like Doctor Who, they they haven't done one when you know somebody gets aged to death, and they should do. All the other capsules have gone, I think. Hey, Helena and the Tony Anholt character are back. It's also called Tony, so they're all happy. Happy ever after. Who said there was an emergency? Does it end there, Oh, they have some like cheesy epilogue, like within Star Trek. You know, if this was a military base, you'd be court martialed. Court martialed. Eh? What? She'd be court martialed. Court martialed. Court martialed for impersonating a tiger or panther or. <laughs> Blow from the beast or what? Blow from the chase, I mean. The beast from the chase. Right, God. Apologies. I'm actually recording this commentary in very, very hot weather. I mean, it's literally, it's about, you know, 30 odd degrees out there, and I'm literally um, melting on the spot, so my brain is just turning to mush. Oh, blimey. <laughs> oh, we're back, to, we're back to more snogging again, I think. I'm waiting. She's just turned into, like, some old bag. Like on oh, God. It's still me inside. Kiss me. Be known as a man of principle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, okay. Oh, she's turned back into... Maya has turned back into her usual self. Yes, the moral of the story is folks yes doesn't matter looks but answer looks are not everything it's what's inside the couch you oh Helena's was not I don't think she's very happy about the damage done to her to that bust oh, oh I think that's the end. and that was the end of the episode well. That was pretty good, actually. It's um, yeah, very cheesy, very seventies, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. That was a uh, you know, had some good moments in it, you know, especially with the uh, the ageing at the end and the, the psychological torture of uh, with the bust and everything. That, that was uh, yeah, good. I know Space um, Nineteen Ninety Nine Season Two is not that highly regarded. Um, but, yeah, that, that, was, um, that, was, that, was, that was quite a good little episode, I think. Um, might, might do some more in the future. Who knows? But, anyway, thank you for joining me for this, uh, this experimental venture into another sci-fi drama, apart from Blake's and Doctor Who. Uh, I hope to hear from you very soon. But, in the mean- meantime, this is me, John Ben signing off for now. Thank you. Thank you very much, and goodbye.